Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, January 28th, 2021. Stand up for your country. And I think you're going to find this broadcast very worthy, very important for your life tonight. Because I'm going to tell you the why of what's going on, not the what. You can turn on any cable, TV thing, and there's, believe me, there's legions of them now. Um, and they'll tell you what's happening. I'm going to tell you why and how it affects you directly. All right? And you need this information. You know, a lot of people say to me, what can I do? What can I do to stop the madness that's happening in America? And it is madness. Make no mistake about this. This is very serious business. Joe Biden has now basically said to everybody, I'm going to govern from the far left. I'm going to be the most liberal president of all time. Okay, he won. He's entitled to do that. However, the opposition to that is going to be immense. You, you'll see it grow because people are going to get hurt. Now, what can you do? Well, you can get one or two people that you know in your life to become members of BillOReilly.com so they can see what we do every day. You either give them, buy them a membership, or you encourage them to uh, do that. That's what you can do, because we are growing so fast. And I'm the CEO of this outfit, so I see the numbers every day. But the more people that are aware of us and the more people that participate with us on uh, the website, on the first TV, on the radio, WABC in New York, um, the more powerful we become. And this happened at Fox News. We, did, we, were, we started from nothing. We grew into the most powerful news program ever. That was the O'Reilly factor. All right, so <clears throat> we're going to begin with the question I'm getting. What's the difference between an executive order and an executive action? All right, this comes from the Heritage Foundation and Georgetown University. Executive orders are legally binding. So a president signs an executive order, has to happen. So um, Joe Biden said, we're going to shut down a pipeline, the XL pipeline. Has to happen. Well, he has the right to do that because the pipeline cuts across state lines. And whenever you have an enterprise that does that, the federal government oversees. So you can't sue. Now, that's an executive order. An exec, you can sue an executive order, by the way, if it's a law that's unconstitutional. So the state of Texas is saying it's unconstitutional for Joe Biden to stop deportations, legal deportations. He can't do that. And the state of Texas is going to win. Biden can't do that. He tried, but it's now blocked. Now, an executive action, all right, is nothing. All it is is... Today, Joe Biden said, oh, I, I want more people to have access to health care. OK, so do I. So does everybody. If you're sick, you should have access to health care. I mean, I don't want to pay for it. If, if a person is derelict in their life and, and refuses to work and is addicted to substance, I don't want to pick up their medical tab. I don't want to. All right, I think that's against my constitutional rights. But access to health care? Yeah. Do I think the government should control some of the overspending? Yeah, I do. 
I would put caps, particularly on hospitals when they're charging you, you know, $10 for a paper cup. I, I, I don't think that's right. And drug companies certainly can make a profit, but price gouging when the same drug costs 50% less in Canada? No, I think we got to look at it. So all these things are legitimate issues, but today by well, I'm executive action, it doesn't mean anything. It has no binding power. And when Biden does that, and this is the equity stuff, I, I'm going to order the federal government, every agency to have equity. Okay, what does that mean? We don't know. It's a theory. It's a philosophy. So order binding, unless the courts block it. Action, BS. That's what it is. doesn't mean anything. Um, again, uh, Biden has the right to close down a Keystone Pipeline, throwing thousands of people out of work, by the way, because they have cross-border permits. Once you cross a border, any business, any concern, federal government. Okay, now we are um, into you. How does all this hurt you? So as you know, the first week of uh, Mr. Biden's administration, he proposed $4 trillion of new spending. $4 trillion. All right. $2 trillion of COVID, $2 trillion of global warming. Combat both. We don't have the money. The United States doesn't have the money. Okay. So we, the people, have to fork over more money to the federal government. Why? Well, can't the government just print money and just take it out of the Treasury? Yeah, and they've been doing a lot of that. But you do too much of it, and your bond status goes to junk. Now, I don't want to get too technical on this. You can read Barron's or Wall Street Journal, but very, very simply, because I'm a simple man. United States sells bonds. You can buy them, savings bonds, U.S. bonds. You buy them, people all over the world buy them, and they pay interest, all right? And it's considered a safe investment because it's backed by the full power of the U.S. government. Once there is a danger of defaulting on those bonds, that means you don't pay the interest, they go to junk status. It becomes risky, and the fat cats overseas aren't going to buy them. Chinese own billions of dollars worth of U.S. bonds, okay? But once the bond becomes shaky and the government is so derelict in its fiscal responsibility, that bond market is going to dry up and the main source of income into this country is going to decline drastically. That would lead to a collapse of the U.S. economy and the U.S. dollar. Okay, that is the economics lesson for today. This is dangerous, ultra dangerous. So while Joe Biden can sit there and say, I'm going to spend $2 trillion on this and $2 trillion on that, he's a moron. And I mean that literally. He is a moron. Because by being that fiscally irresponsible and undisciplined, puts everybody at risk. Now, he may be a moron, but his Treasury Secretary is going to walk in probably this weekend and say, you got to raise gas prices, got to raise gas taxes. All right. Federal gas tax has to go up. That's number one, because that everybody pays that and everybody has to pay. it. You want to drive around, you're going to have to pay it. It's going up for everybody. 
That's immediate taxation. Bang. Uh, gas, as I told you, on Long Island, where I am right now, is on up 12 cents a gallon since Biden was inaugurated. 12 cents a gallon. And I think it's heading up 50, 60 cents a gallon. That's where I put it. Now, part of that is the private gas companies gouging because they know Biden's going to come in and hammer them. So they're stockpiling cash. But the federal government's going to come in and raise all the gas prices. That'll be on your heating oil as well, on your natural gas, on anything you use in the fossil fuel area. Government's going to slap a tax on it and say that's for fight global warming. But it isn't. It's a lot. It's to try to keep them propped up because they're spending so much money. The second thing is going to happen is very soon the Democrat Congress, because they have 50 plus Kamala, is going to try to raise corporate taxes and that'll cause a recession of jobs in the corporate industry. It's going to raise taxes on high earners like me. All right. And they're going to raise Social Security taxes, maybe for everyone, certainly for me. So across the board, tax is going to go up. Then they're going to say we want higher, higher capital gains taxes. That means if you have a winning stock and you sell it, you pay more to the government than you do now. That's going to depress the stock market. You see where I'm going here? OK. Now, Biden's not smart enough, I guess, to know this. He's not smart enough. This isn't a brilliant man who's in the office right now. I mean, you may hate Trump, but Trump knew economics. Um, and so the only thing left to tax on the federal level would be the Internet. And they're trying hard. They're working it. They don't know the way in yet, but it's going to happen. All right. So your use of the Internet, social media, whatever you use, will be taxed to the federal government. They have to do it. And the reason they have to do it is because under President Obama, eight years, he increased the national debt in eight years, $9.3 trillion. More than every other president combined increased the national debt. Now, Obama said he had to do it because the economy was in a deep recession. You remember that, of course. Okay. So $9.3 trillion. Then Trump comes in four years, increases the national debt $7.8 trillion. Staggering. All right? Staggering. President Trump said he had to do it to revamp the military because it had been neglected. And again, the economy. Because uh, when Obama was leaving office, the economy was turgid. Word of the day, turgid. It was blah. Okay, so the combined Obama-Trump 12 years, okay, it's one $17.1 trillion in debt, two guys. Biden's going to top Obama. Obama's a record breaker. Remember, Obama had eight, Trump had seven, uh, Trump had four. Biden's going to top it. Now, that puts, again, all of us in really, really dangerous territory. Save your money. Yes, a dollar is going to take a hit. Uh, there are other ways to protect yourself. There's gold, there's silver, there's commodities, there's land, there's things like that. But I, I have, I'm not panicking or doing anything. I'm keeping my investment portfolio the way it is. I don't have a lot of stocks, all right? Um, but don't be wildly spending. 
Put as much away as you can. So why is all this happening? I'm going to give you the why of Joe Biden, the progressive left, which is bolstered by social media and a corporate media. The combination of social media power and corporate media power has overwhelmed the American people. Okay, so there are five key things that the progressive left wants in America. Put the first one up on the screen, please. Silence opposition with the cooperation from social media companies and corporate media organizations. All right. The assault on the Capitol in Washington, D.C. opened up the avenue to do that. The progressive left wants to silence its opposition completely. Now, I was on Fox News Channel for more than 20 years. It wasn't one day, one day, that I wasn't attacked viciously by the left-wing media, trying to silence me, intimidate me, okay? They couldn't do it until there was a corporate change at Fox. Then, number two, this is the number two one, control the American economy through regulation and taxation. So just today, actually it was late last night, the Pentagon now says that climate change is a national security threat. Nobody heard it. Nobody reported it. The Pentagon, the military, says climate change is now classified as a national security threat. When you have a national security threat, the government gets extraordinary power. Now, you saw the $2 trillion that Biden did. The government, the central government, the progressives want the government to run the private economy, right? The private economy is run now by companies, corporations. Progressives don't like that. They want the central government in D.C. to run the economy. This is step one. Climate change, national security threat, tremendous regulations will be imposed, higher taxation all to strengthen the hand of the federal government in running the entire economy. You saw it yesterday. Biden gets up and says, I'm knocking out thousands of jobs by closing down the fossil fuel industry as much as I can. But we're going to create jobs in the green industry, the Green New Deal. The federal government doesn't create jobs. It never has. It's impossible for it to do so. Private sector controls that. They create the jobs, okay? Not the federal government. But the federal government can tell the private corporations what to do. That's what Biden is saying. I'm going to tell the big energy companies they have to have this many green jobs or else you get punished, you get fined. And those jobs will be in solar, windmill, whatever, whatever. But Biden's not going to create the jobs. It has to be a private energy firm. But the private energy firm isn't going to go up against a strong federal government that will punish them through regulations. You can strangle private industry by saying you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, you got to invest this much money, you got to do that. You can kill them, put them out of business. That's what the progressives want, the power to control 
the private marketplace. All right, number three, the progressives want to distribute federal tax dollars, that's what we pay to the feds, to marginalized groups in the form of benefits. Now, you know what the marginalized groups are. African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, LBGT, um, indigenous Americans, whatever it may be, all right? It's equity. That's the equity thing. So we're going to take all the tax money and we're going to give it in grant form, block form, sometime direct payment, food stamps, housing subsidies, whatever, just to these people, to these people, so they can have parity with the white people because the white people exploited all of the marginalized people forever. So we got to have payback. This is reparations, but they don't call it that. Okay. But that's what it is. You redistribute all the tax money, not to everybody's welfare, not across the board for prosperity for all. No, to certain crews. That's the equity thing. That's what Biden is doing. Number four, the progressives want to punish opposition. First, silence, shut them up, then punish them by using federal agencies like the FBI to enforce bias laws. So if you go on Facebook and say, I'm opposed to equity or whatever it may be, they may censor you, but also you may be put in a file of being a white supremacist. They have, what do you think the white supremacy stuff is? That's a file kept on a computer. These are the people. You see it now. What's the biggest threat? Domestic terrorism, white supremacy. And if you, so if you object, just object. White supremacist. You could be punished, sanctioned. Now, I'm not a conspiracy guy. You, you, people get mad at me a lot because I don't buy into the mass conspiracies. This is what progressives want. Silence first, punish later. Finally, the fifth key provision on the progressive front. Control public education by mandating progressive indoctrination in the classroom. And it's well underway. So therefore, teachers would have to teach the 1619 Project, which says slavery was the chief formulator of the entire country. That white people are more affluent because of slavery, even today, in 2021. And there would be textbooks like Howard Zinn's book, The People's History, that would be used by schools all far left, happening on almost every college campus now. You take a political science course, the chances are you're going to have a far left instructor. Now it's going down to high school and even elementary school in the public school level because the unions are allied with the Democratic progressive parties. So that's the fifth step. Get the kids. And we brainwash the kids. The capitalism is bad. White people are bad. The, the country in general is awful, corrupt all day long. George Washington, no way. You're seeing this in San Francisco now. Abraham Lincoln, nope. Not going to be that. No, bad people. So I'm going to review just because it's very important that you know this. Progressive goals. And Biden, 
will embrace all of them. Maybe not as vehemently, he might have, the equity thing is number one for him, but he'll embrace them all, at least quietly. Number one, silence opposition with cooperation from social media and corporate media organizations. You're already seeing that. It's obvious and it's ramped up since the Capitol insurrection. Number two, control the American economy through regulation and taxation. Number three, distribute federal tax dollars to marginalized groups in the form of benefits and direct payments. That is equity. Number four, punish opposition by using federal law enforcement to brand them white supremacists and other insurrectionists. And number five, control public education by mandating that far left opinion be taught as fact. All right. I'm going to post that this weekend on BillOReilly.com for everybody. So if you have friends who for some reason aren't in here or they're not watching the first or whatever, go to BillOReilly.com. You can see it. Very important that you understand what the ultimate goal is. And a weak man like Joe Biden is now in charge. He's not going to stand up against it. All right. So John Kerry, I mean, he got the hell beat out of him last night on uh, a lot of newscasts. I'm not going to pile on Kerry. I'm going to tell you two things. He owns a big private jet. Okay, it's charted under his um, wife's company. All right. The company is called Flying Squirrel. Now, you might. No, I'm not going to be mean. So Kerry flies all over the world on a private jet, but he's the big global warming guy. And this is what it is. All right. So you all got it. You all got it. COVID. January worst month in uh, the United States, 79,000 deaths so far. That'll go to 80, 81. Um, In the United States so far, almost 450,000 people dead from COVID. Please protect yourself. Super Bowl's coming up. Limit the parties. I said that on the radio today. You know, I'm having a small gathering, but this COVID thing, you know, it's frustrating. We do have the vaccine. It needs to get out quicker. Um, by summer, we should return to some sense of normalcy, but in the meantime, you don't want this. So this is one of my favorite stories of the day. Far left attorney general of New York State, Letitia James, who is suing the New York City police force for protecting property during the riots over the summer. That's how far left she is. She says that Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, is undercounting COVID deaths by up to 50%. So James, Cuomo, who is further left than Cuomo, and that's hard to get, now is saying the governor, ostensibly her boss, has undercounted deaths in New York City by 50% from COVID. And why? Because Cuomo ordered COVID-infected senior citizens back into nursing homes. All right, the New York Health Department, and I'll quote it, no resident shall be denied readmission or admission to nursing homes solely based on confirmed or suspected diagnosis of COVID-19. Cuomo signed it. Thousands of people died. Cuomo never admitted up. So James is saying it was worse than anybody thinks in the nursing homes. And Cuomo is underreporting it. Now, that's an interesting brawl. All right. Be thankful you don't live in England. You can't even go out. 
the lockdown is going to be extended to uh, March 8th. Jeez. I got friends in England. I mean, they go out. But you can get fined. I mean, it's a lot, total lockdown. Uh, let's do a little media thing. Uh, I think you will find this chart interesting. It comes from the Pew Research Center. All right. So the chart tells you who is consuming what news. All right. So for Fox News, 93 percent of its audience is Republican. When I was there, the number was 60 percent. ABC News, Republicans, 44, Democrats, 53. CBS, Republicans, 41, Democrats, 55. NBC, Republicans, 38, Democrats, 57. CNN, Republicans, 17, Democrats, 57. NPR, Republicans, 12, Democrats, 87 percent for NPR. New York Times, Republicans, 7 percent. 91 percent of New York Times readers are Democrats. MSNBC, Republicans, five, Democrats, 95 percent of its audience. Okay, come back to me. So Fox News, 93 percent are Republicans. How did that happen? So I left there about four years ago. When I left, we had 60 percent Republicans or traditional people watching the factor. Then we had about 20 percent liberal and 20% unaligned, all right? Now, the liberals watched, not because they loved me, but because we had robust debate, and I tried to get the smartest liberal people I could to go up against me. You'll remember that. That's why the show was successful. So we had a pretty diverse audience, all right? But as soon as Donald Trump became president, and I did the first interview with him after he was sworn in, you'll remember that interview. I asked him about Putin, and I said, hey, this guy's a killer. And Mr. Trump said, well, we're not so great either. That made worldwide headlines. I even got a query from Vladimir Putin himself on it. I'll tell you about that someday. Very interesting. Anyway, now President Trump is under siege and Fox News emerged as his chief defender. OK, by doing that and. I'm not saying that was wrong. I would have defended Trump, too, had I still been there, because a lot of this stuff was bogus. I would have done what I always do with Donald Trump, report on him fairly. Okay. But FNC became so tethered to Trump, that's all they did. Okay? That's all it was, was Trump, 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 Trump. So, obviously, that attracted Republicans to the tune of 93%. Now, MSNBC did the exact opposite and has the same result. They're even worse, all right? They're 95% Democrat because they never said a kind word about the man. They bashed them every single day, every single way. But when you do that, when you set yourself up as a voice of one group, you lose the ability to attract unaligned people. So the New York Times, this is the thing, the New York Times, all right, Their readership is 91% Democrat. What do you think they're going to do? They go out of business if they alienate that crew. They have to do that. Plus, the people who run it are fanatical leftists. Now, there are some fanatical conservatives at Fox News, but not, not even a guy like Sean Hannity 
Hannity is much, much more of a traditional guy than a party guy. I mean, Hannity doesn't have any use for Mitch McConnell. You know, he's not an apparatchnik. I know the guy well. I talk to him on his radio program every week. We have it posted this week on BillOReilly.com. But on the New York Times, I mean, these people are just crazed progressives. So now we really don't have any. The, the most balanced news organization is ABC News. Republicans, 44, Democrats, 53. But if you watch Stephanopoulos in the morning, you know that the fix is in on Good Morning America. I mean, so if you're a Republican, I guess you're not watching that morning show. You're not going to get any kind of fair play. Um, so that's a story. <laughs> CNN's got 17 percent Republicans. That must be the Lincoln Project people watching. I don't I, I, you know. <laughs> so very interesting. Cancel culture update has to do with President Trump. Um, they're now hauling him off YouTube. Um, and he, because uh, what he says may incite violence. See, again, this Capitol insurrection opened up the persecution of all Trump supporters, all right, opened up the assault on freedom of speech and allowed social media to kick anybody off they don't like. Just that incident opened that, those doors. So um, I don't know if I'm President Trump, I, I'm, I'm looking at this from a legal point of view. I would love for Donald Trump, and I don't think he's going to do it, to be in charge of the free speech movement, you know, the movement that I think we should be developing here. If he would lend his name to it and maybe some money, it would explode. I would love for, that is such a worthy project for Donald Trump to get involved with. I'm going to tell him, but he doesn't listen to me. Okay, this day in history. This is an a interesting story. So the kids, they heard the name, but they don't know who Elvis Presley is. Not really. I'm talking under 15. There's Elvis. Maybe they've seen Viva Las Vegas, or I don't know, but not much. So 65 years ago, January 20th, 1956, Elvis made his first national TV appearance on a program called Stage Show, hosted by band leaders Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey, who I barely remember, but those names are. So there he is. There's Elvis. Okay. First uh, national exposure, 21 years old. He sings, I Got a Woman, Shake, Rattle, and Roll, and Flip, Flop, Fly. Never heard Flip, Flop, Fly. I know the other two. Now, this was hugely controversial, 65, because Elvis is, you know, shaking his leg and his hair is slicked back and a lot of the Bible thumpers. I'm sorry, I know that offends some of you, but I like the Bible. I read it every day, but, you know, you know what I'm talking about. People really take it literally. They don't like Elvis. Elvis is a corrupting force. So then Elvis, he has an up and down time of it and dies young and, um, you know, his birthday was uh, a couple of weeks ago. He'd be 85 years old had he lived. He died of prescription drug abuse. That's what Elvis died from. However, he remains in this world ranked number three with 100 
and 47,000 albums sold. I'm sorry, million. 147 million albums sold. He's behind the Beatles, they're number one, 183 million. And Garth Brooks, 157 million. Elvis closing in on Garth, but Garth is still active. But Elvis is the number one solo record. Remember, he used to call him 45s? He's number one on that. Almost a billion in sales worldwide of his records, like Hound Dog, Don't Be Cruel, Heartbreak Hotel, Caught in a Trap, Suspicious Minds, Elvis Presley. I hope these guys don't die out. I mean, Elvis was a tragic figure, but he was a very important cultural figure in this country. That whole new wave of uh, rock and roll opened doors for black artists in Motown. And Elvis was very sympathetic to that, even though he's from Tupelo, Mississippi, one of the most segregated places in the country. Elvis was very kind to black performers. And uh, that whole rock and roll thing led to a breakthrough in the music industry for black artists. So it's a very important uh, moment for Elvis Presley 65 years ago today. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. We have a a good uh, mail segment and then a final thought about my liberal friends, what they think of Joe Biden after one week. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, And they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD. Two six five five three two. All right, let's get to the mail here. John Hughes, Taylorsville, Utah. Bill, you keep saying 80 million people voted for Biden. Anyone can see that a guy who hid during the whole campaign didn't get 80 million votes. Sorry, not buying it. Well, it's your right not to buy it, John. And I don't mind your opinion one bit. But the record will show, the historical record, that Joe Biden got more than 80 million votes. That's what the record will show. And that's not going to change unless there's one thing that could change. it. Analytics are done. And I've called that for that since the day after the vote. Analytics are done, showing the probability of the vote tally in places like Philadelphia 
and Detroit and Atlanta. If that were done on a credible level, and the government should do it, then it might be an asterisk. But otherwise, 80 million in the books. Susan, government doesn't create jobs, it destroys them. Just as I said, I wanted to read your letter because you're absolutely right that government doesn't create jobs, but it doesn't necessarily destroy jobs. So what Donald Trump did very effectively as president is he lifted regulations off business, both corporate and small, and allowed them to expand without government interference. Okay? So the government helped create jobs, but it was done by the private sector. Donna, we need to stick to the Constitution and equality. Equity is a blatant discrimination, and we the people need to sue the government for doing it. Can't sue the government for equity because equity has no legal clout. It's just a general thought that Joe Biden is going to direct everything that he can into the marginalized communities. I mean, Barack Obama did that, but he didn't admit it. Biden admits it. Joseph Bauman, Jefferson, Georgia. I think you're wrong about things getting better in the country in 2022 election. When equity really takes hold, the minority vote will be close to 100% Democrat. Lyndon Johnson said the Great Society would cause minorities to vote Democrat for 100 years. It's already been 60 plus years. You make a good point, Joseph. This equity is absolutely designed to have a number of groups vote en bloc in this country for the Democrats. There's no question that's what the progressives are doing. All right? So you make a good point. But I still think the backlash, if the economy goes south, which I believe it is going to, it's going to be so ferocious against the progressives and the Democrats. And all the Republicans have to do is win back the Senate and the House, and they're that close. And Biden's through. Elaine Drake, Tullahoma, Tennessee. I was so impressed with Bill tonight and his comments about Holly and how everyone has a responsibility to take care of people and animals we love. Yes, we should be more like Japan. The Japanese culture, elderly people are revered and they're taken care of. Now, the abuse of animals is unacceptable on any level in this country. So is the abuse of the elderly, children, anybody else. We all have a responsibility on our own lives to take care I mean, take care aggressively of the kids, of the dogs, of the cats, of the elderly people. Keith Haynes, Bill, I'm looking forward to reading your book, Killing the Mob, learning about the mafia. We really don't have a mafia down here in Alabama because the politicians would never allow the competition. (laughs) Very good, Keith. And thank you for reminding me, if you pre-order Killing the Mob on BillOReilly.com, Get half off Killing Crazy Horse or the United States of Trump. So we're running out of the United States of Trump. You might, if you want that book, you might get this this weekend. But you'll like all three of those books, Killing the Mob, Out May 4th. Also, you get 20% off all of my books, 18 million of them in print. That is the most successful nonfiction series of books of all time. And if you order any three of my books, you get a stand-up-for-your-country hat free of charge. We're, we are looking out for you. 
BillOReilly.com store. Word of the day, do not be a nebbish when writing to us. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. I called an urchin a nebbish the other day. The kid panicked. What's up? What's up? Right back with the final thought. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by faith. So here's a final thought. I have a lot of liberal friends, a lot of people who voted for Joe Biden. And they're not crazy left, um, but they are um, hoping that Joe Biden does a good job. So I'm a pretty annoying guy. I think you all know that. And I give him a little, uh, little of this, a little jazz. Okay, I say, hey, well, how about that Joe Biden? Four trillion in his spending. Uh, got any... Uh, you got any stocks? You got any bonds? And I said, seriously, I mean, what do you think? What do you think of Biden's presentation? And the answer is always the same, no matter which Biden supporter I ask. We hate Trump. They don't love Joe. They're not attached to Joe. They're not loyal to Joe. They just despise Donald Trump so much that anybody was better. That's why you saw such a high total for Joe Biden. It wasn't Joe Biden. He's going to go down in history as a disaster. You wait and see. This global warming thing, he's going to take jobs away from people, and they're not going to create a lot of stuff. If they were going to do it, it already would have happened. It takes a long time. And you don't destroy an economy on a wish. I could be wrong about Biden. Maybe all it is progressive stuff is going to boost the country into a great state. I'll take a bet on it. (laughs) I'll take a bet on it. Anyway, the liberals I know voted for Biden, still hate Trump, and always will hate Trump. Have a good weekend. We'll see you on Monday.